Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode 103 of Wings, Beers, and Tears, your favorite DMV sports podcast. That is right. We are back. It's like we never left, except in between our last episode and today, we've had the NFL draft and the NHL playoffs are set. And that is what we are going to wrap about today, getting us into a big week in the DMV as far as sports go, what is going on, fellas? We're doing a little midday brunch uh, episode today. Feels pretty good. Feels great. Had to get it in. Absolutely, yeah. man. Absolutely. I think we're uh, we're so fast with this that our, our super fan Mitch is. I don't think he's even got heard the last one. Yet. <laughs> I'm sure he hasn't. Um, we did get a lot of downloads on the last one. Nice. I don't really know why or how. Wow, man, it's amazing. You know what? Absence makes the heart grow fonder. That's right. That's right. Yes. We take a break, and then our our our, our legion of fans <laughs> comes to the forefront. Uh, now, nah, so what's going on, fellas? Good good weekend thus far as we uh, wrap up today. Uh, yeah, I mean it's okay. I <laughs> I drank too much last night and went and worked out this morning, and I honestly thought I was going to throw up. Yeah, which, would, which I was really scared about because you don't want to throw up in front of people, right? <laughs> you know. Oh, so you went to work out at uh, Soldier Fit? Yeah, I had. I mean, Holly dragged me there. <laughs> well, no, you used to look, look like you're just you know having a killer workout. You worked out so hard, you threw up. It's awesome. So I was. Pre- no, <laughs> maybe if you're 20, right? But if you're almost 50, no. But so I was preparing for the uh, uh, for the podcast, and you know Holly comes and just stands in front of like the the office, looking at her watch, like signaling me like we have to go. And you're was, like, babe, do you I not was, understand that I'm in the middle of work right I, now? I was so mad. <laughs> I wouldn't even talk to her. You know, she's like guilting me into going. Good job, Holly. Yeah, good job, Holly. Um, yeah, glad you got up and worked out. Uh, I, I, too, drank too I much yesterday, um, work out. but I did not get up and work out today. So unless you count walking the dog, but that, you know, eh, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, so Jay and I went to the uh, Maryland game yesterday. Went to the spring game, had a little day on campus. Um, it was actually very well attended, like no, no bullshit. Campus was buzzing. It was it was a beautiful day. So perfect a little, day for little it. baseball, too. Yeah, man, it was fun. It was fun getting out there. All right, so uh, let's let's get right into it. So, what do you want to start with, Jerry? You want to go right into the draft? Let's go right into the draft, man. Do it. So, so first of all, before we get into the teams and everything, what did you guys think of the production and everything? Outdoors I, in Vegas was pretty cool. Scene. It was cool. I really think they need to eliminate the announcements for the picks. Just just put a card up there, and I could not agree with you more. And what really really pissed me off, and I told Jeremy this. All right, I know that ESPN has their guys and whatever, and Mike Greenberg gets to do the draft. Mike Greenberg sucks. He is he is the worst guy to listen to. He is organized. He's professional. He's all those things. He's also an anti-athlete, and he's completely and utterly full of himself. And, dude, he, he I thought he completely fucked up the coverage because the, the picks were coming in quickly, and they were not prepared for it, and he did not pivot well on the fly at all. So, for example, when Washington, we'll get into that, traded their pick, the number 13 pick got tra- or number 11 pick got traded – we all knew it because we were like, oh, we see, you know, another team up on the board. And they were easily five minutes behind. And then they glanced over it and they were like, yeah, so we have a trade. Okay. So anyway, getting back to this guy's highlights, I was like, this is awful, awful coverage. There are people who, and I know this is tinfoil hat stuff, but there are people <laughs> who think that the Washington is so PR, you know, compromised right now with all of the things going on with Congress that they went to commercial break on like almost all of their picks. They did. And they hardly talked about anything Washington did. No doubt about it. And I even, think that even, was I, – I don't, I don't think that was a coincidence. You know what? It, tinfoil conspiracy or not, I think there's some truth to it because it was so blatantly obvious and consistent throughout the two days. Yeah, I mean, if you get on Twitter, all the reporters are like, yeah. and another commercial. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, yep. I want to say, and I know he wasn't the only one, but Dotson – he was the first guy that they didn't show highlights of. I'm yep. pretty sure on the broadcast. Now I wasn't really watching it that close, but I didn't. I didn't. They see him did, but it was late. Later, yeah. It was. It was like because we we ended up drafting him. We Washington drafted him at what 16. Yep. Right. Yeah. They went from 11 to 16, and I'm pretty sure it was pick 21 when Dotson's highlights okay. got shown. Gotcha. Because they had I, a little bit of a lag I, time, and I don't think that's a coincidence. I think I, that's by design. They're going to talk about agree. them as little as possible. I completely agree. You know, until we get rid of the little evil dictator, um, <laughs> that's what it's going to be, man. Yeah. So, so anyway, so there, there it is, right? So Washington, we talked about what they may or may not do. I'll be honest, I was pleasantly surprised with the first round. They moved back. 
They still got a receiver, which is obviously what they were targeting. And then they added a couple picks. I didn't think it was that bad. Well, here, all right, so let's break down the picks, and then we can talk about each of them if you want. Uh, they traded down from 11 to 16 and got Jah- Jahan Dotson from Penn State. Uh, second round pick was, I'll just call him Phil, because that's where everybody, Phil Mathias from defensive tackle from Alabama. Uh, third round pick, uh, a running back from Alabama, Brian Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, fourth round pick, Percy Butler, safety from Louisiana. Fifth round pick, they had two uh, fifth round picks. The first one was Sam Howe, quarterback, North Carolina. Uh, second one was tight end Cole Turner from Nevada. Uh, sixth round pick was a guard, Chris Paul, who also plays guard in the NBA. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, I was noticing that. And the seventh round pick is a guy named Christian Holmes, cornerback, uh, uh, Oklahoma State. So that, w- that was their draft in Toto. Uh, <clears throat> All right, so before we get down to it, you are the most informed of the three of us here by far when it comes to talent, when it comes to the draft, everything else. What would Jerry's grade be for Washington overall? C, yeah. C to C+. Plus. I, that, that's exactly where I had it. Right. You know, nothing, nothing blew my socks off, but I wasn't displeased. I mean, it's okay. I, th- I thought J.P. Fenley had a great take, and I think he's exactly right. This is the... This is a this philosophy going into the draft was we are not going to have any busts. We're not going to have any Jamin Davis picks where right. you're just basically hoping on the future he gets better. Um, f- one, I think they took a lot of heat for last year for reaching on players, and they did reach on players, but it's a different kind of player here. You, they took older players, mm-hmm. high floor players, with almost no ability to get better in the future. Hmm. So they did not take anybody who could improve much in the future. Sure. What you what you take is what you get, which means you have guys that are ready to play. Mm-hmm. They're older. Like they all have they're all older. Yeah. There, there are no pups with little experience and a high upside. Sure. Um so that was their philosophy. They're not missing. They're they're bringing guys in who will come in and uh, you know what you get. They'll come in and they'll help, mm-hmm. but they won't get much better. And that, that was their philosophy because I think Ron Rivera knows I only got a few more, yeah, you know, a few more chances to so keep my job. So before we get into the picks, um, <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy read me when we uh, draft when Washington drafted the safety. Um, who was it, Chris Sims? Chris Sims, yeah, yeah. Said the guy has like three rockets up his ass. That's so, right. I saw yeah. that quote. I thought that so was like, hilarious. Interesting. So is is that guy a decent player? I texted Sean uh-huh. uh, from Appalachia State. He said, Yeah, he's pretty good. That was it. Okay. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks for that. Great analysis for the podcast. Sean, who gave you 24 hours notice when he was coming up to good counsel. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So here's my thought. Um, They read 11. Uh, You know, um, I think London was gone. Mm -hmm. Um, That's who they would have taken, I think, at 11. That's what everybody says, who has knowledge about, you know, the inner workings. Now, Alave was there. He was still there. Wilson was gone. Yep. Uh, London was gone. Alave was there, um, Williams was there, and they decided to trade back and get some more picks from 11 to 16. Um, and they reached for Jihad Dotson, uh, and here's why. Um, he's a good player. I, I don't know if he's that much. I mean, he's, not, he's comparable to Alave, and in some ways he's better than Alave. But he's a slot receiver. Mm-hmm. His ability to go and play the outside receiver – is minimal. I think I don't think he has much of a chance to do that. Alave has a better chance to play the outside, and if that doesn't work, then he can go to the slot. So that's why he's more valuable. Okay. But their size is the same. Their speed is comparable. Um, their stats, I mean, Dotson uh, is older, so he played more, but his stats are better than Alave's mm-hmm. career-wise. Right. Um, but Jahan Dotson is a slot receiver, mm-hmm. and so they devalue that in the draft. He is Jamison Crowder on steroids, mm-hmm. um, and so that's why it was somewhat of a reach. Um, but when they traded back, for whatever reason, they did not like Burks. They right. met him. They saw him. They worked him out. It's, I mean, maybe they're wrong, but it's not like they didn't do their research on him. Sure. They just didn't like it. Sure. I think Dotson comes in. He gets you 50 balls from the slot. He gets you 50 balls the first year, 50 balls the second year, 60 balls. Th- you know, he's, he's, he's not going to bust, and he's going to help you. Mm-hmm. So they did reach uh, for him, 
And uh, but I think that was a purpose that they they don't want a guy that could bust. Alave could bust. Mm. He has the least amount of yak yards. Um, basically, he's a great route runner. He catches the ball. Dotson has better hands, and Alave gets immediately tackled. Mm-hmm. So can he make it on the outside because he's a burner? Of course he can. If he doesn't, though, I'm not sure he translates that that well into the slot. So he may bust out. He has a higher bust potential than Dotson in my my view. So. Mm. I that think, makes me feel good to hear that because yeah. I think it's pretty damn good analysis. Actually, Williams, I would have stayed and taken him because I think he's going to be a fucking animal. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I was. I'm not going to say I was disappointed that they didn't take uh, Williams, but I like the the Dotson pick for a lot of reasons. Um, Jerry said it so well in terms of he's ready to play, you know, and they need that right now. You'll see. You see the same thing with, um, you know, the running back there. They, they, these guys, if if they need them, they will get. 50 snaps on on day one, it'll be fine. And that's something that they that this team needs so badly. Um, and and Dotson, again, is with his experience, you know, they say he's the best hands in the draft, all that good stuff. Well, that's what Wentz needs, you know. And so they, they got somebody that Wentz needs. Well, look, we've said it a million times. You, you have to get guys that are going to play and, A, make your roster, and, B, be impactful players as close to week one as possible. And, Jerry, you just described – this lineage of players that they took, they pretty much fit that bill. You know, they're all old. Yeah, only one junior, I think, in the whole thing, and that was Hal. Yeah, I believe. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're they, they, they weren't going for the guy who could get sixty homers. They were going for the guy who's going to hit three hundred. He's going to get on base. He's going to do all yeah. the right things. And, and well, you know, you know, Williams is coming off the ACL. So right. let's say this six months of this year is gone. This may be Rivera's last year. He needs to win now. He can't yeah. wait for somebody to help in the future. I had that uh, that thought the whole time is, are these guys going to make the difference between this team winning seven games and going seven and ten or going ten and seven? Yes. Which is going to be the difference between right. whether we see this coaching staff back that's, or not. That's, that was the philosophy I yeah. thought. Yeah. Yeah, they're looking to go ten and seven this year, not necessarily go twelve and five in two years. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. That's right. Yeah, so. it, well said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from that standpoint, I mean, you have to – as much as we bash this team, which we should, pretty decent draft if that was your philosophy and they stuck to it and they didn't do anything stupid, you know? Well, I think the one that you look at just at a glance that seems stupid is um, is Mathis at, at the second pick. I mean, the thing is, though, you lost Settle You can comment what you want on the strategy there, the philosophy of letting those guys go. But to me, this guy comes in, and what was it? Ioannidis played 55% of the snaps. So it's not like this guy's not going to play. It's just he's a third guy in line where you needed like a linebacker kind of thing. So the problem, and I, and I have a lot to say about that. I didn't like the pick, right? <laughs> no, no. Well, I, I, I didn't like the pick right at the beginning because Brisker was the safety available. Yeah, which he could have been a starter for three downs when you're when you're like Jeremy said, taking a tackle who's going to back up Deron Payne and be a rotational guy. Um, so. I didn't like the pick in that scenario, coupled with the fact that it's the arson fireman analogy, right? right? You've created your own fire by letting Tim Settle walk f- for nothing, sure, right? um, for like a minimal contract. But as you sit back and you think, um, Matt Ioannidis was a bad contract. His production did not justify the money he was making. It was a terrible deal. You're and right. He, he really simply just wasn't that good. I know he's a good dude, but he really wasn't that good. And I'm not sure Tim Settle was that good. Well, mm-hmm. Jerry, um, maybe you know this. I think Settle got like four and a half a year on his new deal. I thought it was less than that. I thought it was. Uh, well, I thought it was. Nah, I'm pretty sure we had a four in front of it. And I'm, well, my big question though is what is what does Mathis make as is a rookie? Because I think they might have saved a few million with that. I'm wondering sure. if that's why they did it. Oh yeah, yeah. he does. Here's my thought. Um, that kid that from Georgia who is mm-hmm. the media darling, right. right? And he's a you know <laughs> six foot six, three hundred and forty pounds, ran a four eight, and very personable. And the media loved him. A great kid, honestly. Right? Seems like it. awesome, awesome kid. If he's not a if he's not a reach at 16 or 14 or wherever he went to the Eagles, then this kid is – how can you call him a reach? Right. right. Because here's – I pulled up some stats. Oh, look at Uh-oh. you. Right. They both played in the SEC, so they played against the same team. Sure. Right. Um, Which is but, significant, by the way. Yeah, I Phil, mean, you know. Phil Mathis, 6'4", 312. Jordan Davis, 6'6", 340. They both play the one technique. They both play – 
one or two downs, but then they get off for pass rush. Mm -hmm. Phil Mathis, 46 tackles. So, uh, solo tackles, 16 assists, 30. Jordan Davis, 28 tackles, 14 solo, 14 assists. Hmm. Phil Mathis, eight sacks. Jordan Davis, two. Hmm. So, other than becoming the media darling, right, right, which then you can't criticize because they've anointed him as some physical freak, right? Right. If you if he's not a if he's not a reach, then Mathis is not a reach. Hmm. Um, and most people who know, hmm. um, you know, they both play two downs and they get off. Right. Um, I think obviously Jordan Davis, you can't block him, right? Nice. And so on first down, you'll get one yard. And you'll go second and nine, then he leaves. Mm -hmm. And then you put your, you know, your pass packages in, and Jordan Davis is, is neutralized. Mm -hmm. um, same thing with Mathis. I don't think they're that much different of a player. Interesting. Um, so, and most people who, like, I would trust say that this, this is where Mathis should have gone. Um, it was in that range. Well, even the okay. ESPN grade was only 10, 10 spots lower than where he was picked. It wasn't like it was a round or two. No, so. I mean, yeah, I mean, but... It's it's the shit where Dotson says I was surprised I got the call, and yeah. then Mathis goes, "Yeah, I was really surprised I got the call. I thought I was going to go later." <laughs> yeah. It's that theme. Yeah. I right. mean, when you hear that shit, it's like, "Oh my god," you know. And a lot of that is probably true because, like I said, Mathis will never get better than he is now. He's like twenty five years old, right? Um, he's he's as good as he's going to get. Sure. So there is no upside to him. Um, well, the upside is you replaced. He, he comes in on the cheap compared to the other two that you had, and production-wise, may be similar. He's a plug-and-play, and he's probably he's probably better than Tim Settle. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, so, I mean, it, you know, I don't hate it for that, but but we needed a safety. Yeah, what could have been. Right? And, and if that and brisket that's, kid... And that's really why I asked what, what you know about this. It's Percy Butler, right? The, the safety? Yeah. yeah. The Rockets in the ass guy? Yeah, um, because I, mean, I, I knew... About him until no, he was yeah, drafted. He's know? fast and is a free safety. Well, same college and, and hometown as Brian Mitchell. Yeah, there and you he's go. also a gunner, but he's not yeah. going to be able to start day one and plug and play and be our strong or be our free safety. No, but if he comes in when you're going like that nickel formation and he's like an extra safety slash corner slash rover out there, I don't know. Is he a ball hawk? Who, who the fuck knows, right? Yeah. Um, speed is great, and this team does need speed. Um, well, they suck on fourth round picks, man. That's the Troy Apke. <laughs> well, th this, this is, is a, I mean, this is a Troy Apke. Type well, pick. he is Apke. He's just a safety instead of a corner. Yeah. He's he's Apke. Yeah. He's yeah. just fast. <laughs> mm -hmm. The best pick like, value wise of the draft is Sam Howell. Oh, of course, for, for yeah. sure, for sure. Well, before we we finish up, or maybe we already had him going back to it on, on Mathis. You know, I agree with Jerry in terms of he's not going to get better. But sometimes I wonder about some of these guys in an Alabama or Georgia defense. They don't play that much in part because their teams are so good. They get off the damn field so fast, and there's so many guys in the rotation. They don't need to play much. Yeah, he might be better just because he'll he, he'll play more. Yeah, he'll <laughs> actually know? get more reps yeah, exactly. because you know. So in, in the net result of the trade was is that uh, they they gave up eleven, and they got Dotson, Robinson, who will be your. <laughs> there are a lot of people that think he's better than. Um, the running back they have now. What's his name? Gibson. 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 Well, Robinson's actually a real running back. Yeah. yeah. Gibson you know? is uh, – Gibson leaves – I mean, he's a 1,000-yard rusher. He's very explosive. But he leaves um, yards on the field, and he fumbles a lot. Yeah. This guy never fumbles. Bingo, bingo. And he is your but, – but he's not explosive like mm -hmm. Gibson. So I think if it's third and two – this guy comes well, in the fucking game, and he yeah. gets you two, two or three fucking years. He's, he's like Gerald Riggs, but better. Well, they missed you know? Barber. They, they figured right. out last year they missed Barber, even though Barber's only good for two yards a carry, but he would get two yards. Right. So, And I think this guy's better than that. I think this guy's better so. than that, too. So I didn't hate that. And, and you know, they needed a running back because you can spell Gibson. He'll probably save Gibson 100 hits in a year. Well, I mean, <clears throat> it's not like they're stacked at running back, right? No. Gibson and McKissick. And, and Patterson. Patterson. And, that's, and that's it. And Patterson <laughs> is a great feel-good story, but he's but, an yeah. undrafted free agent. This guy's Hunt, twice as bad. Twice 100%. As as he is. 100%. Yeah. I didn't hate that pick at all. No. Yeah. yeah, we were on our way to the game yesterday, yeah. and Jay was reading me the picks, and I was like, I actually kind of like that pick. And I, I think he, he actually went later than at least ESPN had him ranked. So yeah. it was so anti-reach. The most interesting pick of the day for me, 
Uh, obviously, Sam Howell, I think he's comes in and he's the backup. I know they're I know they're playing all the good things right now, and you know he's gonna we're gonna develop him. Blah blah blah. He's he's better. I mean he's he's gonna be the backup. Yeah, I think so um, too. And but my is this Cole Turner kid. The more you read about him, former wide receiver, trans, uh, you know he he uh, moved down to tight end, six foot seven. Mm-hmm. Has good speed, cannot block a fucking soul, <laughs> but he's a you know he caught twenty touchdowns, and so he's just he's a red zone, you know that that's the one that's that that could surprise people about mm-hmm. how how good he can come, um, and uh, you well, know you can't teach size and he's got it yeah so. and Logan Thomas is not guaranteed to start uh, week one so you know it just gives them a you know nobody throws the ball more to tight ends. Um, other than the Ravens, then Carson Wentz. <laughs> so he needed a big time, like big body receiver, which is probably why they didn't go with Trey, Trayvon Burks or Traylon mm-hmm. Burks or whatever. And, and and on that same point, that's why I don't hate the Dotson pick as, as the receiver because he's so reliable. I completely agree with your analysis with regard to him playing the slot, not outside. But with this team and the way this offense is going to run, we, we might not be able to have enough slot guys that are ball control type receivers. Oh, Dotson, you know? he's not going to bust. No. So when, I mean, he will have more catches next year than probably Williams and Olave. Or, or, or even Garrett Wilson. It's very possible. You know? no, I, I think so, especially with Williams, you know, not probably not playing the whole I mean, season. Yeah, obviously. I met Wilson. Yeah. I met oh, Wilson. Okay. Well, either way, I mean, still, I mean, yeah. it, you know, point taken. Uh, and, you know, I think it's the, one of the biggest problems, we sort of alluded to it last pod, was they, they just didn't stay on the field long enough, which made the defense expose the defense. Mm-hmm. You get one or two more first downs because, uh, you know, of these two guys, that's huge. I mean, that was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Engineering 101 right here. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I just think that, you know, that benefits more than anything else. Is just a couple more possessions a game or a couple more first downs a game, extend possessions, just to keep the defense off the field. I don't even care if they score in that drive. Keep the defense off the field. That's what this team needs. They – we we the the commanders <laughs> still have one of the worst linebacking cores in the awful. In the they didn't address any of that, so I assume they're going to have to sign somebody. And that okay, so that was my next thing before we we transition over to Baltimore is they have to do something in free agency. You brought it up last pod, and it has been weighing on me now. I I'm with you. I don't think this team has cash flow. I don't think they have money to sign have cash yeah. to sign players, and that is very worrisome. Because you're going to get bottom of the barrel retreads that may not even be as good as Jamin Davis. I don't know. You know they're in trouble. Uh, you well, know I mean, if they can find somebody that can come lock down the middle of the field, um, and obviously it's gonna, not going to be anybody great because those guys are gone. Exactly, and they're sort of unicorns anyway. Right. Uh, but if they can get somebody competent to come down and and play middle well, linebacker on plays one and two, that's the thing. Is you know they did say if you want to listen to a word they say or believe a word they say. But that was part of why they backed off in free agency also was they wanted to see what they got in the draft. I mean, it's all just it's all BS for the most part, but we'll see what they do now because they, did, they didn't get two very big needs, defensive back and, you know, well, I guess O-line they really didn't get there, but definitely middle linebacker. And, well, now they, they know exactly what they need. There's a couple guys out there. They're cheaper. That's why they're still there. They're talking about bringing with Latouille, another Carolina guy in the O-line for depth, that kind of stuff. So you know, they, it, let's see if they follow through with that plan. I don't mm-hmm. know if you bring him anymore now. Cause you might not need to with the kid. They, yeah, they got Paul. Uh, Ma- Matthias. Yeah. yeah. Well, is, is he D line or O line? I thought he was O line. Star Latui is yeah. a uh, D line. Okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just and did you guys see how testy Ron Rivera gets now with the media? Oh yeah. I mean, he was losing his shit. <clears throat> and basically, Martin Mayhew says, "We know more than you. Mm-hmm. I don't care yeah. if you like it." You know, right. and it was just like, "Wow," because yeah. they do get pushback. Sure. Um, when you know when the theme is they're overdrafting everybody, and the prospect or the draftees themselves say, "Wow, I went faster than I thought." I mean, it, consistently, it's like, "What are you doing?" Right. Um, now, a lot of that is agents sort of maintaining expectations, right? You don't want clients getting all pissed off on TV. Saying, sure. You told me I was going to go and root, you know. <laughs> so, um, but uh, you know, it's a competent draft. I think it helps. Yeah. Maybe not long term, but it helps for next year. Sure. And uh, he needs to keep his job. I, I couldn't agree more, and and actually, it's it's a pleasant change to the old. Oh, this guy has potential. We'll see what he can do. We'll see what he can do. Get guys in that can fucking play. That you can slot in. 
and that make you better. And I think they did that. So I'm with Jerry. Well, I think yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in that C range. Nothing, nothing was crazy, but they didn't fuck anything up either. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, I, they didn't appear to fuck anything. It right? didn't appear well, yeah, to. We, we yes. don't know yet. And I, before we move on, I definitely want to bring up Howell again. And I, I think that's what makes this a, a B minus to a B for me because he's, you know, the, our quarterback situation has been terrible for 30 years pretty much. <laughs> and, you know, who knows if he's going to be any good. There's a reason he dropped to the fifth round. There's no question. But what you need is, you know, let's say Wentz does go down. He's, he hadn't had a great history, you know, with injuries. So you, you want, you know, do you really want to have to go with Heineke for 17 games when Fitzpatrick goes down in the first half of game one? <laughs> right. Now, again, I don't want that to happen this year. I'm not, I don't think Hal's ready this year, but I certainly have a lot more confidence in him at this point based on his college career than a lot of other bums out there. I, so, I mean, it's, it's staggering. He was going into this year maybe – a lock for first round, yeah. Top fifteen last yeah. July, he was plus two fifty five for number one overall. Yep. Yeah. So, here here's my thought: when they were drafting in the first two days, I was like, if they take a quarterback, I'll be pissed. When round five started, I was watching yep. and I said, if they don't take this guy, yeah, I'm be pissed. Exactly. You know, and and timing is everything. And and you so, know? like, it's almost you know, if they would have taken him on the first two days, sure, I would have been like, well. You know, but now it, it, it's also justified. I mean, Carson Wentz is a mental midget, apparently. Like his <laughs> his psyche just gets whacked out, and that's a, probably unfair because well, it's a yeah. perception. But the, one of the things I heard this morning is, well, first of all, they have the same agent, so there's going to be some connection there. They're also they're like Bible bros, so that that'll probably be good for Wentz. You but, know? Uh, but you know, he's coming in as a fifth round, <laughs> and, and he's a fifth exactly. round. Yeah. Fifth round, dude. Saying, I mean, how many fifth rounders even make it? Exactly. If they stretch and go get him in the third round, this the optics of everything are completely Yeah, if they would have done it in the second round, which is where everybody's saying he was going to go. Yep. Right. Right? I mean, at the fifth round, I was like, holy shit, he's yeah. still there? I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when, when you read that pick to me yesterday, I was like, what the fuck? What's he doing there in the fifth yeah. round? But Well, but he, both he and Strong were there. You know, but strong apparently his knee he's, he's is just destroyed. Trash, right? I mean, <laughs> did he even get drafted? Yeah, by, by uh, you know, I'm not sure who drafted. He wasn't faking sure. it. He wasn't, he wasn't faking. <laughs> he wasn't faking it like RG three. <laughs> All right. Speaking of RG three and his his last team in the NFL, let's uh, let's move up the Beltway and go up to uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. The Ravens God. fucking killed it. Why are they well, so good? God loves at, them. Yeah. <laughs> God well, loves them. I, I got to give, since it's going to be a, gl- a glowing review, I got to give them shit about one thing first. I'm reading through the picks of their, you know, 15 fourth round picks that they had. And uh, I, that's a little bit of an exaggeration. They only had six, which is still ridiculous. They went tight end, punter, tight end in like nine picks. I'm like, really? Anyway, that's one thing bad I can even think about. I know. <laughs> so they had 11 total picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Hamilton, round one. Great pick, Monster by the way. Pick. Tyler Lindemann, round one. David Ajabo. Which, if you see his pro day, where he's uh, Achilles tendon blows out, and absolutely nobody fucking helps him, it's it's the worst video you ever see. <laughs> I mean, everybody's sore standing around. They move the drill down. He's laying on the fucking ground. It's like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Um, that hits home with you too, being yeah, <laughs> having no Achilles tendon. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Travis Jones in round three, uh, Daniel Fafale in round four. A small guy. Yeah, J- <laughs> Jalen Armour Davis. Uh, then the fourth round starts to pump. It's uh, or That was a first fourth-round pick. Then it's Charlie Kolar, who killed West Virginia every time they played him. <laughs> Jordan Stout, punter from Penn State. Isaiah Likely, tight end, Carolina. Demarion Williams, cornerback, Houston. And then a running back, Tyler Batty uh, from Missouri. All of these picks, with the exception of maybe the punter, uh, went – they were players that were rated higher and dropped. Um I mean, Hamilton, you know. Dude, he was a no-brainer. Um, just such a good pick. Well, I mean, 6'4". He can play anywhere over the field. He's, yep. he's very smart. He anticipates well. Um, I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure why he dropped, other than maybe they just don't value safeties anymore. Well, I just think a lot of guys went a little bit earlier than what they thought. So good guys like Hamilton were sitting there, and it wasn't their fault. It was just yeah. other teams went up and snatched what they thought was their bigger needs. Exactly. I mean, because when you got you know Stingley and, and Gardner going third and fourth, then the run on receivers, it yeah, just – Real you quick, know. Stingley, How, what are you doing? Why you? did they – That's talk about a reach. Did you see the fucking highlights they showed of him? Yeah. It was him, like, not even trying. I know. Oh. Yeah, I mean – I saw those. 
I, I, I couldn't believe that. I pick. couldn't believe it. I was like, yeah. these are the highlights you pick? Yeah. Literally, literally, He's just it? sort of standing there and people are running right by him. <laughs> well, they say, hey, look at him in 19. He was awesome. Then look at him in 20 and 21. He was terrible. It's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, so that, that, that one was a head scratcher for me. So, uh-huh. I mean, look, Hamilton, stud pick, great value. No I, doubt. I, he, as we talked last time, he was one of my favorite players in the draft. Yeah. 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 Um, if he would have gone number one, I think he, I mean, he's never going to leave the field. Uh, Linder, Linderbaum is apparently he's undersized, mm-hmm. so that's the one criticism—not criticism, but that's the one thing that scares you a little bit. But his his game filming, perfect technique, tough kid. Um, you know, when they drafted him, I think, uh, uh, um, you know, the why well, can't I can remember the name of the quarterback of the Ravens? What's wrong with me? Um, Lamar. Lamar was like tweeted, "What the fuck?" Or something <laughs> yeah. Like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if it was about the center. I don't think he says it was, and it was just about like you know Brown getting traded. Okay. Yeah, I think he was Brown. pissed about Brown, Brown. getting but traded. he knew about it. I mean, they, you know, he knew that that was going to happen. Sure, um, but it, you know that was sort of weird. But then they got you know the Ravens get a fucking one for Marquise Brown. I know. It's uh, like what the yeah. fuck? And they had to give up. They had to give up a number, uh, the hundredth pick, but they already had like ninety five <laughs> other ones. Yeah. Um. So they they ended up getting the best safety and the best probably the best. Pure lineman in the entire draft. I want to see a picture of Linderbaum next to Falele. It'll look like the, the like the coach's son yeah. next to. The <laughs> well, one thing, yeah, right. the, the the round two pick, uh, the kid from Michigan who can't play next year. I thought that was a a reach. I thought that like you're just pay, wasting a second round pick for somebody who's not going to play. Mm. I mean, but then you got to remember, it's a Michigan kid. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Harbaugh brothers are talking, and I'm sure, sure uh, John Harbaugh, you know. Talked to his brother, and they were like, "This is this this kid's a steal at this point." Well, he could have been a ten top ten or twelve, right? That's where he would have been. I guess he's an yeah. edge rusher type yeah. type player. Um, Travis Jones from Connecticut is a good player. He just plays for Connecticut, uh-huh. but he fits a need for them. Uh, a one tech tackle. Uh, Falale, that's Jeremy's buddy. Six foot eight, three eighty four. Good lord! Three year starter in Minnesota. You guys have seen them play. We, we did. Um, we did. You know they needed a they needed a tackle. They get that kid. Um, I think I, I like I said I think Charlie Kolar just um, you know they always love those two tight end things. I was a little surprised that they also took Likely, but yeah. both of those dudes can play. I know. So now they have three fucking tight ends that can play. Um, but it gives it gives Andrew some help. Um, Tyler Batty, man, I remember watching some Missouri games and he was their entire offense. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Um, it's just, you know, what do you say? You rave about the Ravens. They every it, single it time. seems they seem to be so patient and fucking dudes just fall to them. They do. At positions that they actually need. I know. Like it's like, you know, they got 11 players, 10 of them are going to make the fucking team. It's it's un- unbelievable. But they did not get a wide receiver, which I think is uh why Lamar is getting so pissed. I think so too. But Jeremy made the point. They don't fucking throw the ball to the wide receivers half the time anyway. So they don't, you know. And I think that's why uh, Hollywood Brown was pissed. I, probably he'll never get the big money because they hardly throw the ball to him. Right. Well, he also managed to disappear for about fifty percent of his routes too. And he dropped a lot of fucking balls. Yeah, I mean, did. I thought he was a little bit overrated. Oh, I thought he was big time overrated. Um, I liked him. You know, he's, he had that big playability. But when you when it's third and six and you needed like eight yards. He's just like dancing around thirty yards down the field, <laughs> double covered. It's like that but doesn't they got, really help. They yeah. got so much better. The Ravens got so much better after one draft. And how do they do it every year? Every year. God damn it, man! Such a know. good, solid organization. I mean, Kyle Hamilton is going to be a monster. Oh, and in that defense with that scheme and the way that they just breed those, you know, um, those safeties and just those guys that are, are playmakers. You know, they're difference makers back there. Um, I think he's going to thrive in that yeah, system. I think he's the one. If if the back to Washington for a second, that if, if there's a yeah. problem, it's that they didn't get him. Mm-hmm. When they could have. It's yeah. Williams or Hamilton. It's they're good. That that trade is going to be judged yeah. on those two players. Uh huh. I agree. I agree. So, but you know, um, they'll have to figure out what to do at wide receiver. I mean, there are some holes. I mean, they did draft that kid. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he was the number one, Bateman. Bateman. Yeah. Oh yeah. Last year, so That's maybe right. he'll. Maybe they see him taking a few strides up and sure. replacing being the number one. Okay, uh, and maybe Hollywood saw that coming too. Right. Um, but yeah, they got a one for Hollywood, right? They traded. Yeah, they got a one. They got the 
the first round pick from Arizona and they traded Brown in the number uh, 100 pick. That's right. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, they, they do a really good job of playing the shell game with their roster and knowing exactly where to fill in. But like you said, Jerry, they're one of those teams that consistently doesn't reach. They see what falls to them and they go, Hmm, we can slot this player in or that player a little bit like the Patriots. That's what the Patriots do. Dude, did you see the Rams' reaction to the Patriots' first-round pick? That was hilarious. That was oh, great. Fucking, I mean, they had to backtrack because it was so disrespectful, <laughs> but it was spontaneously funny as shit. Uh, you know? Yeah, that like, was great. Well, yeah, and I think those guys had been kind of boozing. I think they actually had like a party or something because yeah, they, they, they weren't <laughs> doing anything. Maybe that was yeah, rumor. They, I mean, you just see it, and I think the GM goes, what? <laughs> they just took a guy from whatever college. Whatever. Chattanooga first Chattanooga round. Chattanooga the first round? <laughs> yeah, no, we were looking at him at 104. He's he like, why did I time? waste my time looking at him at 104. Right? Was, <laughs> oh, my God. You got to love the shit talking in the back room. That's great. So, yeah, that was that was the weirdest uh, pick. But, you know, the Patriots get a pass on all that shit because they, well, it's a Patriot way. It's the Patriots, man, you know, and, and they don't usually miss, though. No, the, well, they will make that player conform to their system, and mm-hmm. then he'll end up being a pretty good player. Yep. You yep. And you got to give him credit for that. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I, I still think the laugh of the draft for me was Pickett to Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> Small hands. Dude. And then I, he couldn't speak. I know. I just think that I never wish ill thoughts on anyone because it's just shitty karma. But you don't have to when it just plays out like that. It's like, dude, you know, have fun, guys. You know, well, Mitchell Drabisky, enjoy your time at fucking Pittsburgh. Yeah, for like- seriously. Four weeks, right? <laughs> One interception, his ass is going to be gone. <laughs> I mean, they're going to be a mess. I Other than the be, fact that Tomlin is such a goddamn good coach. Yeah, they'll be. Um, I mean, they'll be fine. They, they, they'll. I don't think they'll ever be a dumpster fire. Now nah, you're probably right. Yeah. Too much uh, stability there. They, I mean, the kid can play. I mean, I've seen yeah. him. I've seen him play for two years, so he he doesn't suck. But he was ACC Player of the Year, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, it's ACC. Yeah, I, yeah. Fair enough, but you know. It's it, it's not nothing. I mean, he, no, no, you know, no. He, yeah. He, it's yeah. Well, no, he's you know, he, I think didn't he start all four years or something? He's had yeah. forty some starts. I mean, you know, you don't really see that that much. And you know, another another reason, you know, why you like a guy like Hal coming in, you know, just experience. Yeah, not really sure, and I don't know quarterbacks, so I'm not really sure why Pickett was so much more highly rated than Hal. I don't either. I don't I mean, either. unless his year was just so bad where they saw a bunch of flaws. You know? Yeah, I just. I don't know, man. I just think teams spend so many resources scouting quarterbacks at the college level, and there's absolutely no bridge other than the elite 1% that, that are an automatic lock to trans, translate at the next level. There, there, there well, isn't a formula. I just think that they, they put their own minds in a pretzel because mm-hmm. when we were growing up, you, unless it was like a Marino type, you never expected a rookie to start. Maybe at the end of the year, or you know, maybe start of his second season. But if he sat for two years or three, so what? As long as you had somebody in front of him. Right. Nowadays, it's like, well, if he didn't start week one, he's useless. It's like, well, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard of. Yeah. Seriously. You know, and it's you know how you know, oh his footwork is awful. This and another. Well, that sounds like a perfect thing to work on for a year or two <laughs> in the right. pros. If he's got the arm and he's got like the mentality, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying he's going to even make it, but I'm just saying there's so nothing wrong with taking a guy 25th instead of 5th or whatever it might be. And I don't know where this mindset came from. I don't and either. They completely reversed themselves, well, you year, got, obviously. Well, you got to win now. Otherwise, I mean, you only have two or three years to get. You know, right. The coach has two or three years to make it. Yep. Well, maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's that the wrong is, mindset. That is the problem. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. so I give the Ravens an A. Uh, the uh, the commanders uh, C to C plus. I, I I'd go B. I'm gonna go Ravens B, solid B, right right in the middle. Oh my goodness, you're a tough grader. Um, and I and I give I give Washington a C minus. Yeah, I'm Ravens A minus and uh, Washington B to B minus. God, I had Jeremy is one of my teachers. <laughs> Fucking softy over here. No shit. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to your Washington Capitals. Jerry is just, he is seething with excitement over here. He is, he is, he cannot wait for Tuesday. Are you having a watch party over here? Like, I'm con- we- I will not watch a game. <laughs> I've con- I'm convinced that the Capitals want, the way they played against the Islanders and to finish out the year, I'm convinced they wanted to play Florida for some matchup reason because they, 
they just did not give a fuck <clears throat> in those games at all. They they really didn't. And it's weird to me, but that's what it seemed like to me. Hey, like I said, and they weren't even competitive. Here's the deal: I don't think, I I don't think they were they were going to win a first round playoff series, a playoff series of any kind with the the goaltending situation the way it is. I didn't think that three or four months ago. I really thought someone would emerge or the tandem would be a little bit more um, competent. But I will say this. You just look at numbers. <laughs> Bobrovsky is the starter for Florida going into the first game. He does not have a good playoff history at all on his resume. Everybody's like, oh, he's far superior. He has a 908 save percentage this year. Vitek Vanacek has a 908 save percentage. He has a 267 goals against. Vitek Vanacek, 267 goals against. I'm not saying they're the same goalie. I'm not saying they give up the same, you know. Um, Bobrovsky has more more reps, <laughs> more games, but 908 and 267 does not blow your socks yeah. off at all. Meaning there are goals to be had in this series. If the Caps have a chance, it is a shootout series in which you you lose game one, six two, and then you win game two, six three. And then you come back to Washington tied, and it's kind of a shit show of hockey. Yeah. That's what they have to bank on right now. Jeremy, tell me why Washington can win. I'm just going to sit back and listen. Well, <laughs> it almost helps, you know, that the goal, goalies are the same, you know, at least numbers-wise, because yeah. you're going to have to score four goals to win a game in this series. Mm-hmm. No question. Well, I think I can, you know, if I want to trust the Caps goalies at one thing, is that they give up three goals every game. <laughs> so I'm not worried about that as much because they can get four. The, you know, against this against this team, but the issue is we know Florida is the most explosive offensive team in the league. Yeah, so that sucks when your goaltending is not that great. But one thing is, I don't think Ekblad's back to start the start of the playoffs. He's not. And their number one defenseman. You know, he's the he's pretty much the only real big time offensive defenseman that they have. Everybody else is solid, but no, I mean, he's almost point per game. Nobody else is half point per game. I don't think on the back end. So that that's that is a positive for the Caps. Um, I think you know, Ovi looks like he's good to go. He practiced today. Yeah, Tariq. Yeah. T- you know, Tariq said, "I'm not going to say he's 100, percent but he's like, he looks really good. He's going yeah. really hard right now." He didn't look any so, different practice yeah. than. I mean, I only saw some so, clips, but so that's that's good. Yeah, yeah that's huge. Uh, um, the lines are shaping up well right now. The defenses, you know, we we've got our lines and our pairs that we need. Sure, it's just well, remember one too, guy in the back. <laughs> if if Ferravari looks like he's overmatched. He's going to go down to the third pair, and he's going to get ten minutes a game. You know, in the playoffs, the the philosophy mm-hmm. when you run sixty is completely different, and you fucking ride your horses. And Orloff and Carlson, they might play thirty minutes a game. You know, yeah. Well, it's gonna it's also gonna go. You know, hopefully this this will matter. It'll go series to series because there's certain teams that that he may match up well against. That's certain exactly teams right. he won't. Now we need now, to get past yeah. one to, to see it happen. But you're right. You know that if he is Fairbody <laughs> skates so well. I mean, no question. You know, no but question. I just, I'd say. I mean, I'm actually gonna go ahead and I'll say it now. We haven't we, we don't we haven't gotten to it yet. I'm gonna I'm picking the Caps in seven because why not? <laughs> they're good. They're good on the road. So the they're Ravens the are in A. Washington's a B, and the Caps are gonna win in seven. Yeah, my boy. I want what he's. Did you get laid <laughs> recently? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Because yeah, I've never heard Jeremy. If I had said that, I might have said Caps in four. <laughs> That's right. Um, <clears throat> no, look. What the NHL playoffs are is the greatest tournament, as far as I'm concerned, in professional sports because it's the most unpredictable of the pro sports. And I mean, maybe the NFL Wild Card Weekend. Well, is up we've there seen too. it. We have we've been seen the one seeing the one see the President's Trophy winner lose. Yeah, yep. but that's because we faced a goalie that was amazing. Yeah, but then we were the seven seed when Boston was the two, and and we won that in seven, and we were not even close to the better team in that in that series, right? Because Holtby stood on his head, so. We, we've seen both sides of it. Um, you simply don't know what's going to happen. Remember in 2019, we were sitting down here. It was the game one of the playoffs. Tampa went in Tampa, as the one yeah. seed, yeah. and they were up 3 nothing in the first period. We all laughed our asses off out of here. And they got swept. And a week later, they got fucking swept. So right. I, who knows, man? I don't, I'm not positive that the Caps are going to do anything more than give Florida a little bit of a punch. I think, I think the Caps go down in six. I think they find a way to sneak out two wins. Um, and they go down in six. So, what do how does how what are Florida's weaknesses and how do the Caps win? So Florida relies a lot on the power play, and in the playoffs, if your opportunities dry up, that becomes more of a you know an even 
It sounds an awful like the cap, awful lot like the caps a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, are exactly they are. What they are. They're they're so similar. They rely a lot on the power play, and they rely a lot on those top two lines in transition. So if the caps can bottle up the neutral zone a little bit, dump it in, play a little bit boring there in the first period. Possession. Yeah, possession. Get out of that first period. Shots nine nine. No real big scoring chances. You're going to frustrate a team that is used to open ice and lots and lots of chances. Got to so they play heavy. Does Florida have any heavy players? They have a couple heavy players, but they don't play that heavy. Yeah, no, they they have nothing compared to Washington on that. Yeah, and, I mean, declares you know good power forward. He's having a good year. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, nice I player. He's not. Well, who's nobody's Wilson, but it's, but but I think declare put up thirty one. I mm-hmm. think it's probably probably a career year for him. Yeah, big strong guy. But I mean, I don't I don't know if he's ever had a fight. I mean, I'm not, I don't know if he's a fighter. Yeah, at all. There, there there's not uh, going to be anybody that can go toe to toe with any of our guys in that regard. But if they're if their possession game is on and we're chasing the play, we're, oh, we're screwed. Fucked. Yeah. You know, we have no chance. Huberdeau is the best player on the ice, and it's not even close. Huberdeau and then, I mean, Barkov is pretty darn amazing. I love Barkov. Uh, yeah. Bennett. Barkov's a little more boring. Um, Huberdeau is the, he's yeah. the star. Yeah. I mean, but Barkov's got this, it's like, it's Kuzi esque skill. You're just like, what the hell? But <laughs> he has that Bergeron mentality defensively. Yeah. Barkov. I, I, yeah. I think he's a stud. So, what are the matchups? What line goes out against them? Yeah, honestly, it's it's the Dowd Hathaway line. Well, the thing is, they kind of got the second line set up, you know, as pretty D uh, heavy too, because you got Wilson, Backy, and Johansson. That's a completely responsible line. So, I think you'll see a lot of that too. I, you know what? That's a good point um, because Wilson, you know, Wilson gives you that X factor. And he kind of cancels out the lack of, of mobility and speed that Backstrom has yep. because Backstrom's positioning is so – it's almost like perfect. He's always in the right place. Well, and obviously, you know? Hanson might be the fastest guy on the team. Hey, he, dude, he um, can still fucking fly, man. He can't really do anything with the puck. But. No, but, you know. <laughs> hey, he had a nice, nice goal down the stretch. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jerry. <laughs> All right, so got to win one of the first two. I, uh, yeah, abs- I think absolutely because cause they're good, such a good road team, they need one on the road, yes. And – Again, this is Florida's first time winning the President's Trophy. I think this is the first time they've ever been a number one seed um, in the playoffs. I'm pretty sure, yeah. And very few times have they even had home ice advantage. So this is uncharted territory for them. And Andrew Burnett is a fairly young head coach. Ex-cap, by the way. Yeah. Um, Great dude. Awesome dude. But, you know, if, if he goes into the series and goes, we're just going to play the way we play, and LaViolette has that veteran coaching mentality of yep. like, Hey, hey, bro, you better be prepared well, to go seven games. We're going to fuck you up behind the net and let's go. This could get interesting. It, you know? it, interesting is the right word because both teams the last three or four games, now Florida probably more on purpose, they're resting guys, were brutal. <laughs> I mean, Florida gave up 10 yeah. <laughs> the last game to Montreal for crying out loud. Yeah, again, um, they, they, they you benched know, half their roster, but, but they lost 10 to 2. I but mean, you like, wonder how, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not easy to flip that switch. I think a team like Florida can do it in a game or two, but they might not do it in game one. Right. So if the Caps, again, the Caps suck too. So it's not like you know they, they're <laughs> yeah. like, hey, they're coming in hot. Uh, you know, last three games were brutal, pretty much. Rangers game was okay, but maybe you catch them in that first game. You know, mm-hmm. you somehow get up one nothing. Obviously, anything can happen at that point. Yeah. My prediction for the series is Caps lose in six, but I do think that we, I think we're way more of a thorn in their side than they're going to want us to be. And it's going to give us a little hope, but I just think, thinking re- realistically, I just don't think this roster is good enough. They have too much firepower. I think so. I just think the Caps are too old, and they're beat up again um, going in. I mean, I, I don't know. Ovechkin. Age, whatever. I just look at the way they played when they're playing fast and loose. They still look good to me, and that takes the age thing out of it. I just have zero fucking confidence in their goaltending and in, in their stalwart in front of the net defense. I'm with you. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know who would have confidence in that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I like Schultz, I like Carlson, I like um, Faravari, but I watch them in front. I just think they get out positioned yeah. and out manhandled. Well, no, again, it's a, it's, it's just like going back to Washington football defense talk. They're on the field too much. They're going to get beat. If the Caps are in the defensive zone too much, they're going to get beat. Yeah, true. So you've got to keep it to transition, even though you don't want to give too many transition chances. But you just don't want you know extended zone time, and you need possession. Mm-hmm. Those, if they can do those two things, which can be very, very difficult, they will have a chance to win the series, Jerry. I mean, that's 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 the answer. We saw it back, was it 9 against Pittsburgh? When they just, I think they probably had to puck 60% of the time, 65% of the time. And you just, you know, and they were, the Caps were the much better team. Mm-hmm. Just can't do anything with that. 
Right. That's, that's what they've got to avoid. They need, they need possession. They need so zone here's time. the real question. So possession is if, if, if I'm watching the game and Florida continuously has the puck and the Caps are just sort of dumping in and getting back and then Florida just – that's a bad sign. If Florida – to me, the first thing you probably want to avoid is the transition. Mm-hmm. Second thing is extended zone time. And that's just it, so. zone time possession. If Florida's fucking around in the neutral zone, and then every time they get it past past the uh, you know the blue line, we're just poking it back into the neutral zone. That's perfect. Yeah, that's fine. fine. You yeah. know, right. but if they gain the zone and they get a couple cycles working consistently, we're giving up five goals a game. So, what we're hoping for is that the moment is maybe a little bit too big for Florida. Yes, um, and we can steal one early and yep. then start a ground and pound series. A hundred percent. Yeah. Right. That's yeah, a good analogy, yeah. actually. The UFC, you know, you're in a five, you know, round title fight, and you know the other guy's a superior striker. If you can get him to the ground early, <laughs> you you take away all of the the advantages that he has. Right. Yeah. And maybe game one is uh is the striking, right? I actually think it's going to be game two. I actually think Florida rolls in game one. My prediction is Florida like five two in game one. Everybody's down, and we're yeah. like, oh, whatever. And then the Caps win like four two in game two, and yeah. they get outshot, but they take advantage of the opportunities. And then what happens back on home ice in game three? Who starts in that? Vanacek. I think it's got to be Vanacek. I, I, you know, they brought up Fakala today, but I'm pretty sure that's just because you always bring up a third goal in the playoffs. Um, Why not Copley? For whatever reason, I mean, my guess is that – I'm just guessing because I don't follow Hershey at all, that Hershey's probably possession and then their defense has been ridiculous. Hmm. And that's a lot of, you know, why Copley's been so good. Um, but I again also because you know again it's just a, it's just a, a third guy to be there. So in case somebody get tweaks something in warm up, you don't have to go to an e bug in the playoffs. Right. You don't want to have to do that. That's right. true. That's exactly right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All right, but, Todd. Yeah. Prediction is uh, Florida and six. Florida and six. I think Caps give it a good yeah. try. I don't think they embarrass themselves. Um, yeah. But we're just not good enough. And I think that I, the way Todd said the first two games would play out, I pretty much completely agree with. And that's what would lead to a six-game Florida win. Um, that's why I'm just hoping they can somehow steal a first game. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to put the pressure on. And I think it's one of these where I almost think if they get past five, you know, I think basically I want to say it is right. If they get to game seven, the Caps are going to win it. Is what I'm saying. Huh. I don't know if they get there, but I think if they do, I think you know the Caps what? are going to win I, it. I, I I could get on board with that. Yeah, I'm going to say Florida in five, just because I've been pessimistic for the past two <laughs> well, months, no. and I'm going to continue that. I All right. So the real question I have is, so I have two 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 big questions. Number one. If I were to score tickets to games three or four, are you in or not? What's the series? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'm not going to go watch the Caps lose game four, right? <laughs> and and be, cl- be clenched. I'm not going to go do that. Especially but. if it's a night game. <laughs> but if the Caps are up like 2-1, I would go to game four because if you lose it, then you're not really out of anything. Fair so I'm pissed, but I'm not like. All right, well, fair enough. What yeah. about a? I think it's Saturday, one o'clock, isn't it? Game three. I think it is. Yeah. Some bloodies. Game three. No, see, that might be too much fucking pressure. I'll go to the bloodies, <laughs> but that might be too much pressure because that's like a really important game. Like I want to go oh to my a God, game. You pucker up so bad uh, when I'm, there's pressure. You don't want to be in the trenches with me, baby. If we're under fire, I'm like using you as a fucking shield. Right? No, I mean, I, I, I like going to games where the cat. That this was always my playoff philosophy. Oh yeah, I go to games. Every game seven I went to, we lost. Yeah, I know. Right, and so I want to go to a game if they lose. We're still in control mm-hmm. of the fucking series. Well, that's what I'm talking about game three. Yeah. Now that's that's like too important, man. <laughs> like I want to be up two one at home with the chance to go up three one, which is a fucking big deal. But if you go down two two, it's like, all right, we're still in this motherfucker. Right. You know? All right. So that was my first question. Second question is <laughs> who is going to be your caps villain that you hate in this series? Uh Probably the goaltender, <laughs> you know, because yeah. he's going to be the pariah for right. you. Right. You know? So, uh, but you know, first goal he gives up, you're going to be like, Vanacek's the worst. He should be out of the league. <laughs> uh, believe me, I won't say that because I won't even be fucking watching. I watch on my phone. Well, that's this, what I mean. You'll, me, you'll get the update no, no, on your phone. Let me tell you my my strategy. This is okay. this is what this is the strategy I adopted for the for the cup. Right when we won the cup, is what I did. I watched something else. I know the caps are on, and every 15 minutes I check the score. Okay, you know what's that's eerily what similar. That year, that's what Andrea did. She she hates sports, right. hates them, which is ironic because both of her kids are athletes. I'm a huge sports lover. We do a sports podcast. She fucking hates sports. She, she produces loves, a sports podcast. She loves hockey. She's always loved hockey. Yeah. Loved the Caps. One of our first dates was a Caps game. I mean, she fucking loves it. 
Me that, and Holly too. That was the one, the one playoff season. She goes, you know what? I'm not watching a game. She would go upstairs to her little crafting room. George and I would be like pulling our hair out, like, "What the fuck is going on?" I can't, I can't and, do and, that. And we'd come up and be like, "Babe, we 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 won two one. We lost three two. She's like, "Don't care, don't care. Let me know when we get to the finals." And in the finals, she didn't watch a single minute, but she knew what was going on from afar. And it was like, I I don't I, know. There's some weird like karmic shit I, going on. I care. I just emotionally cannot take the because hockey's unlike any other sport, man. It is. I mean, Fucking, it can be over in three seconds. I know. You know, at least in football and overtime. I mean, you could lose in the first play, but at least, you know, you have time to prepare yourself. By the way, is there anything better than hockey playoff overtime games? No, and it's, it's. Even when I'm watching a game that I don't have, you know, rooting interest, I'm like nervous. I'm like, game seven overtime is maybe the most stressful fucking thing. Even like game six, remember they played, they played Pittsburgh and lost. I would sit there, I'd be in this house. Holly was, and I'd be texting Holly and and her partner Mario, just living and fucking dying on every shift. Right, like every dump in, you're like, oh my god, I thought it was gonna I was, get stolen. I, I would sit on yeah. my knees on the beds, like, oh my god, please no, please no, please no. And every turn, I'm like, oh fuck, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's playoff. So I, can't, I can't do that shit anymore, man. I'm getting older, and my fucking heart's gonna give out. <laughs> so that's what I do. I check every 15 minutes. Okay, that's fair. So in this series, what I'm hearing is, is it could go from 15 minutes to zero zero. Then I could look back three nothing. Oh, yes. very, you know? very easily. Yeah, and then it, and then you could go back 15 minutes minutes later, and it could be three two. Right. And you're like, well, what the fuck just happened? Well, you know, we we will see. Here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping Bobrovsky is in his own head yet again in a playoff series, and he gives up like a softy early, and he just can't get out of his own head. Right. You know, unless that happens. We just have to hope OV, you know. And Wilson's got to be on the edge, bro. Yeah. He's got to be on the edge. Yep. They need to be looking for him for, like, retribution and not focusing on getting the puck deep, getting that fast winger in, you know, and that kind of shit, you know. Yeah, if Duclair is worried about Wilson and and going after him physically, that's great for us. Yeah, yeah. why do you want Wilson to fight some scrub at Pittsburgh? You want to fight some other badass or, 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 you know, be physical with some other badass. Right. Don't waste it on some right. loser. You want a guy like Huberdo, instead of looking for that perfect little like between the legs pass or like some fancy shit that he can do, like a video game character. You want him with his head on a swivel, yep. going, "Shit, is Hathaway gonna fucking take my head off next time?" You know, they gotta be bullies, baby. They, they, they gotta be bullies, and uh, you know, and they gotta score. They they gotta they gotta take their opportunities and finish. And that's what I'm worried about. I don't know how many finishers we really have on this team. Well, it's encouraging how Mantha's been playing. Yeah. You need that. You need that's, to kind of get Oshi. Where is he? What line is he on? It's him, Eller, and Oshi is the third line. Um, it's Man, just. That's, that, that's a great third That's a line. good name. Yeah. You're, you know, you think TJ's. How's he been playing? I haven't. Oh, he's, he's fine. He's yeah. fine. I mean, he only has, what, nine goals this season? We missed half the season. So. Yeah. He only played 40, 40 yeah. some games. So, you know. Um, who, what's the grinder line? Who's the fourth line? It Dowd, Hathaway, Larson. And Larson. Oh fuck! I mean, that's yeah, solid. solid. That's very solid. Now, you, on paper, you look at the, the you know, yeah, everything it, with the goalie. You're like, this is okay. If, this if is- we have like a counterpart podcast down in Florida, they're probably going, "Fuck, our first time getting one seed, getting the yeah. President's Trophy. We got to fucking play these guys." They're like, "God damn it!" Right. Well, you know, yes, we're better, but fuck, you know. Well, there's a lot of series like that, especially in the East. I mean, because yeah. you got. Um, what was it Tampa Toronto? Oh my God! That's a first round series. That's Can you ridiculous. That's a first round series. Well, and, and, and the Rangers and the Penguins because oh, the Penguins yeah. are fucking sneaky, man. They are. I mean, that's and, a hamstring and, series, though. I'd like a lot of hamstring you, injuries. Did, you love the shit talking. Did you see what Shesterkin did a few weeks ago? <laughs> so they shut out Pittsburgh at home, and uh, you know they they all go to center ice and do the whole thing at MSG, and Pittsburgh was still on the ice over there, and Shesterkin goes and starts waving. Waving bye bye because I think he shut him out like two, two or three right, times yeah. this year or whatever. And all oh, the Pittsburgh media was all over it. And they're like, just wait until we get you in the first there round. There we go. Or yeah. You know, I'm like, all right, let's go. Well, in the last series, Boston Carolina. I mean, I yeah, those I mean, are those are good series, ridiculous man. series. I will say this, and and I know we're skewed being you know in the East and everything. I think the East Coast matchups pummel the West. The West, little, yet again, it's just such a bore. There, I think there's one good one in the West where you're like, same idea, but I can't even place what the, the, it is. The one good one in the West for me is Minnesota-St. Yes, Louis. Yes, that was it. Yeah, yeah, but as it. a casual hockey fan, you're like, 
that's the best one. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, cool. You know, um, they hate each other, so that's going to be great. But uh, but that that rises up to the level of some of these in the East. But I think that's the only one. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just so by I I I don't even care about the West. Uh, honestly, it's all East Coast for me. But all those all those series sound like. They're legit good series. Dude, they're going to be awesome. With the exception of the Caps, we're going to lose in five. <laughs> possible. Very well, possible. you heard it here first, folks. All right, boys. Anything else for the week? No. All right, man. Don't, don't get tickets. No. Nah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm not going to buy them. If they're given to me, I will oh, take well, them. Oh, yeah. If they're given to you, I still won't go. But yeah. <laughs> um, gotcha. I just, I'm going to look up Duclair because I'm curious if my comment, but I don't think he, he fights much is, is true or I'm a complete moron. We'll, we'll find out. I don't think he fights a ton, but he's a tough guy. No, He'll throw down if he guy. has to. Oh, yeah. Um. But they, they, they don't have anybody in the same weight class, obviously, as Wilson, but even Hathaway. Yeah. And if you go down from that, Larson or some of the other guys that can scrap, I, I don't think Florida has anybody like that. Well, go Caps. Go Caps. And, uh, you know, I guess we'll see you guys next week. All right, fellas. All Good right. stuff, boys. Wings, beers, and tears. Catch you later. Peace.